The gospel of Jesus Christ is the solution to the woes of man. How much of it you know, determines how well you reign in life. Join us. At Shepherd's Love Worldwide, opposite top radio, circle across, as the man of God, Apostle Johnsburg, takes us through sound teaching, and instruction in the word. Shepherd's Love Worldwide, making Christ prominent, in our generation. is the most unattractive and it has something on it called the lances when they wear the belt they put small small swords on it and these swords are called the lances it stands for what it stands for prayer the lances the, the lances stand for prayer and then and then and it has a sheath with a sword in it right that is what the remark to say that these things I've been well explaining now, part one. I'm just trying to do a recap so that we can continue. That's why I'm rushing. So in case you just join, why is he not explaining it? It has already been explained. So it's just a recap. So back up. So the, the, the sword with the sheath is the rima. And I said you pull out the rima from the logos. It's from the written word you can see the specific word of God for that moment. You see, the Bible has been written. But as you read the Bible, something will become very, very, uh, how do I say, something will become very um, pertinent or it will be particular to the situation you are facing. In that moment, that word, that word from God's word becomes your river. You understand? And it rests from the or rests on the logos. And then it, the analysis is prayer. You can only pray properly. True prayer stems from the word. So having on your waist, the belt of truth, that's the word, uh -huh. and having put on, I think this will be ended, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, so the second thing we were talking about was the breastplate of righteousness, and I said when you look at the Roman soldier, the breastplate was so beautiful, it had scales on it, it was very nice, and it was very hard, and what the, what the breastplate does is that it protects your heart. Now, if what about the heart does it protect? Your conscience. Your conscience. It's called breastplate of what? Righteousness. So that always your heart should be guarded that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Always. Now, what happens is that the enemy targets your heart with condemnation. The enemy targets your heart with guilt. The enemy targets your heart with slander. But you see, the word of God tells us to put on our hearts the breastplate of righteousness always. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 20, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts. Even if your heart cries, because you say God is bigger. And guess what? Our heart always condemns us. Or most often, it condemns you. So you come to God's word and you know that. No, the word of God assures me. That are the righteousness of God in Christ. Always have this covering over your heart. Because that is the devil's target. And one other thing I said was walking in guilt and condemnation is an insult to the cross. Because the, the debt has been paid. Now, when you walk in condemnation, you are insulting that, oh, he has not paid. You, or you don't trust his word that he has paid. You are saying, oh, he didn't pay, he didn't, he didn't pay. Romans chapter 8 verse 1, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. 
there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. So as when it comes to your heart, never condemn. Never condemn. No condemnation. That is the breastplate of righteousness. Cover your heart. Cover your heart with righteousness. Cover your heart. That's it. Cover your heart. Because the enemy targets to strike your heart. The Bible says we should draw, we should draw in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. We should draw closer and our hearts, our bodies sprinkled with pure water, our hearts for God, an evil conscience. An evil conscience. So it, it, that's what the devil targets, your conscience, your heart. To so let you walk in guilt. Guilt. Guilt and condemnation. In fact, and we saw in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil is roaming like a lion. And we said adversary, the word anti-dicos. It means anti is against, as we know, anti against. Dicos is righteousness. So he, the adversary is against righteousness. When he comes to you, he tries to tell you, hey, the devil is that guy who always accuses you. Even if you do the right thing, if you pray, the devil will still come and say, hey, you pray for two hours. Then you're a leader in church. Two hours. What's your level of righteousness? The people you are leading, they pray ten hours. And you lead that two hours. So even if you do the right thing, you still accuse. The Bible calls him the accuser of the bread. So you cover your heart with righteousness against all his accusations. All his accusations. Never condemn. Always love by God. And the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus preaches my righteousness. So it's for your heart. Never walking in guilt. Never walking, never condemn. Never condemn. Now, in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, so we said, Antidicus, what? Against righteousness. When you walk in guilt and condemnation, you make yourself a prey to the devil. You make yourself devourable. Because the Bible says, He seeks whom he may devour. It means he does not devour every person. There are people he can devour. And I said one of such ways to make yourself devourable is to walk in condemnation. Is to walk in condemnation and guilt. So walk in You make yourself a prey to him when you walk in guilt. That's what the Bible says. Our next, the next part of our armor is what? Is the breastplate of righteousness. It covers your heart. When the Romans were just going to war, they wore a breastplate to protect every arrow that was targeted on their chest. In our case, what we put on is righteousness. For our chest, we confess your heart against every accusation, every slander, no matter the voices that will come unrighteous. 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 Because of the offering of Jesus. So, that's that. Never condemn. Is that Romans chapter 8, verse 1? Right? What did you say? Therefore, now there is no condemnation. Now, that word has two meanings, two connotations. One is civil and one is legal. Now, the civil meaning is strengthlessness. Strengthlessness. The legal one is the condemn we all know. It has two connotations. You know in English, one word can have two or more meanings. Now, civil and then legal. The civil meaning is strengthlessness and the legal meaning is condemn, the condemn you. What it means is that when you walk in guilt and condemnation, you lose your strength to serve God. You lose your strength to serve God. 
the man that already assured us while we were without strength, God sent his son to die for us. So what did he do? When you, when you walk in guilt and condemnation, you lose your strength to serve God. That's what the Bible tells us to put on our chest the breastplate of righteousness. Cover it. Put it on your heart. Always. Guard your heart with it. No matter the accusations that will come, guard your heart with righteousness. So I think that's that. Today we can continue from where are we? Please are we like. So we have looked at having your, your ways gathered with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that's number two. You said there are seven items, right? From the Bible, from the Bible. Look inside, it's important that you look inside. See, it's very, very important, it's very, very important. It will help you. Hey, the church is like a small force. Of course, like what? What we call Bible school is what the apostles were doing normal every day. Because when we gather, we check the scriptures. Jesus told them, search the scriptures, search it, open it up, open inside, check inside. That's it will ground you in truth. So we have looked at this the waist and the waist belts of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Can we move to the next please? This is what we are starting from today. Everything I said has been said in the first part. So you can go and listen to it on understand it better. Now today's service begins from here. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And having done what? Shod your feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now many people confuse this with Romans chapter 10 verse 15 where he says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who preach glad tidings. Who preach the good news, who bring glad tidings. Romans 10 15. I'm going to take my time so that you understand what we are saying. People confuse that with this. Ah, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So because of this verse, Romans 10, 15, how beautiful are the feet? In fact, it's, it's, it's a messianic scripture. It's how beautiful upon the mountains. It was being quoted here. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who preach good news, blah, blah, blah. People confuse this with Ephesians. Let me go back. With having your feet shod with the gospel of peace. But that is not what the apostle was communicating. So that some people even say the, the shoes of peace is for evangelists. <laughs> some people say, oh, having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In fact, some Christians use, in place of preparation, they use readiness. Readiness to preach. Or readiness in the gospel of peace. But if you see this and Romans 10, 15, they are not the same. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who preach good news. It's not the same as what he's describing in the armor, because the armor is for every believer. Oh, it's not preaching the gospel. Of course the gospel must be preached. But he's not saying that. There's something. This one is warfare. Remember, it's an armor for warfare. So it's not preaching the gospel, Sammy. So 
that the old some like some people say the shoes of peace, no, Charlie, they are for they are for evangelists, but it's not that's not what it's based <laughs> Now the word used preparation is not exactly preparation, but you see English language. We'll have it like that. Why am I saying that? Psalm 97 verse 2. He says, clouds and darkness surround you. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Psalm 97 verse 2. Take time. But you understand. You understand. Everything we are saying is being recorded to you. Who are listening is beneficial for us. Seriously. One day I saw a vision in the year 2014. I saw, I saw myself in the midst of people who were being taught to the scriptures. And I was asking myself, hey, well, what is this? Me, I don't know why I don't know. So how will this happen? How will this happen? But I can see that it's happening small, small. Small, small, we are learning. We are growing at least. We are not where we use. Now, but it says, clouds and darkness around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Now, we know that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, right? And the New Testament was written in Hebrew. Right. Now, when you go back to the Old Testament, which an example is Psalm 97 verse 2, and you read the Old Testament Hebrew in Greek, which is called the Septuagint Bible, the Septuagint, the Greek version of the Old Testament is called Septuagint. Right. New Testament, the draw of Greek. Old Testament, the draw of Hebrew. When you go to the Old Testament and you read the Greek version of this, you see that the word used foundation here is the same word in the New Testament used preparation. It's the same word. So it's not preparation, it's foundation. In fact, it means to have a firm footing. Go back, go back. So it's the same word here, foundation. That's why it wants to be here. Just to let you know, the same word you saw as preparation in the Greek version of the Old Testament, it's the same word for foundation. So it's not preparation something. Please back to Ephesians. Some of these eyes are thinking, what are they saying? Preparation, foundation, preparation. And having shown your feet with the preparation of the gospel, we just saw that I said the same word that was used as foundation is the same word here as preparation. In, in fact, so it is not preparation in matter. It is to have a firm foundation. It is to have a firm footing. That's what it means. So having your feet, your feet should have what? Firm footing. Firmly footed. Look at it. I think the amplified will explain it better. Can we have amplified for just this? So that you see that what we are saying is Amplified, please let's all pay attention. And having shown your feet in preparation, in bracket, to face the enemy with the firm footed stability. So it is not, it's not for evangelists. It's an armor thing we all wear. It's an armory for every Christian. It's about firm footing. It's not going to preach the gospel. Now, 
in those days, there is this firm footed stability, the promptness around, the readiness. So, firm footed, firm footed, firm footed. To have a firm footing, I will explain it further. Now, in those days, eh, when the Roman soldiers were going to war, they wore shoes for battle. And Apostle Paul is giving us that the shoes they wear, we have a better one. And it's the gospel of peace. That's what we wear. And the gospel of peace gives you a firm footing. How does it give you a firm footing? Now, in those days, the, the Roman soldiers, their shoes, it was, it was in two parts. Let me stand here so that you can see. The Roman soldiers, can we have a hand? The Roman soldiers, I don't know if you can expand the thing a little. The shoes, eh, it covers from the knee. The first part covers from the knee to the top of the feet. It's called the grips. Grips, grips, J-R-E-A-V-E-S, grips. Now, it covers from the knee to the top of the feet. It's made of brass. Because if you wear anything, if you wear rubber and they throw something, you will So they, they wear heavy metal, they wear brass. From the knee to the top of the feet, it's called grips. That's the first part of the shoe. And then the, the lower part of the feet is also covered with also brass. Yeah, no, so it's divided into two. So knee to the top of the feet, and then under the feet, that one too is brass. Then in between, they have leather. They've added leather to some parts so that you not you can make it bend and all that. They have leather added somewhere. Do you understand? Yes. Now, the, the, the shoe, it protects them from any targets on their legs. The Roman soldiers, when they were going for battle, they protect you. You cannot just carry your sword and say you are going for battle. Nothing covered. You just go and say, I'm going to fight. If, if they see that your top is covered, they, tar they target your double. So your leg, they wear, they wear brass, so that in case an arrow comes with the leg, it can. So that's why it's made of metal and brass. Mm -hmm. And then underneath too, it, it is made of brass. And then there are spikes under, spikes like nails under it, so that when they stand, it keeps you grounded. It gives you a firm footing. This is the idea that Apostle Paul is communicating. The gospel of peace grounds you, so that nothing can topple you over, nothing can push you down. No wind can throw you down. Firm footing. What he is talking about, which he comes having shot your feet with the, with the foundation, with the firm footing of the gospel, is to stand grounded or rooted that nothing can throw you down. There are spikes under, spikes are small, small nails under the shoes. So when they stand, it makes them stand painting. If somebody pushes you, stand. That's what the gospel of peace does to you. How does it do that? Ours is not brass and all that. Ours is the gospel of peace. And how does it do that? Who has understood what we are saying now to this point? Some people have still not understood that. Oh. How do I say it? I said, inefficient. What we are continuing for. Our support is having shot your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, right? 
I said it's the same word, it's not preparation, it's the word for firm footing or foundation. And I said those days, and you see, he writes with the Roman soldiers in mind, with their dressing in mind, right? So he looks at what they wear for battle, and then he gives us what we also have as Christians. And in, in our case, what we have is, he says, we should put the gospel of peace on our feet. And I said, the, the shoes they wore was to not only protect their leg, but to also give them a firm footing. In the sense that the shoe was divided into two parts. The first part starts from the knee to the top of the foot. It was made of brass, so that in case an arrow is shot, it can cover it. Right? Then the underneath too is made of brass, and then there are small, small nails under tall spikes. You see, athletes, they are boots. Right? They don't wear normal shoes to run. They wear spikes so that it can, it can hold the terrace. It can give them a firm footing. Right? Now, when they went for battle, if they stand like this, it's to make sure they are still standing. So that no one can push them over. Now, that is what the gospel of peace also does. Paul is saying we should have on our feet the gospel of peace which can ground us against every opposition, against every wind, anything that wants to topple us over. That's what Paul is saying. That's what I'm explaining. And I said, how does the gospel of peace keep us grounded? How does it keep us grounded? So have we understood? Yes, now let's continue. I wish to say something. Gospel of peace said it's more shoes. Ninkai Roman soldier said I'm wear shoes. Bona. The shoes said me I'm wear a two monikai with spikes under it, and it keeps them grounded. Now in our case there is something which is is the the gospel of peace. It will keep you, it's like, it, that is what will keep you standing. Anything that wants to throw you down. You were in church. When we read the scripture recently, Jesus said, anyone who hears my words and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. He said, he said who built his house on the rock? He, he was firmly founded on the rock. He said, things came trying to push him, trying to throw down the house, but it was founded. He had a firm footing. Firm footing. That's what the gospel of peace does to you. It gives you firm footing, no matter what is happening around. Painting. This is what I'm trying to say. And listen, in Isaiah chapter 53, let's go there. Isaiah 53. Up to this point, I believe you have understood. Thanksgiving, I was doing a small teaching that we have two kinds of peace in the New Testament. We have what? Peace, peace with of God, and peace of God and the peace of God. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. So between us and God, now that you are born again, between us and God, there are no issues. Between us and God, there is perfect peace. Like, no problems. That's why you come to God and say, God, I know you don't have problems. That's why I'm Bible and I won't think it. <laughs> and I won't think it. So between us and God, and in Colossians chapter 1, the Bible makes us know that we were alienated, but now the enmity has been taken away. And now we have been brought near. 
Do you understand? Between us and God, the Bible says, even came and breathed peace to us who were far off. So now, between us and God, there is peace. So many, many Christians have the peace with God, right? But not all of them have the peace of God. In the sense that there are some Christians every day they are crying. Or every day, every day. They are crying about everything because there's no peace. Every day they are crying. Like every day, every small thing they are crying. They are, they are crying babies. Any small thing they are, they are just crying over. You see, the, the issue is not is the peace of God that they have not received. The peace of God they have not opened themselves up to. You understand? So now what, what keeps you grounded is the gospel of what? Peace. Is that, is that peace? In, in, in Isaiah 53, verse 3, let's read verse 3. I'm going to build this one so that you will follow what I'm doing. Isaiah 53, verse 3. The Bible says, he, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows. Uh-huh. Let's read verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. This is a scripture we all know. Talking about Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement. In fact, what they did to Jesus is not chastisement. It's punishment. That's the, the meaning of the word. To punish is higher than to chastise. The punishment of our peace. Of, of, of what? Our peace. The chastisement, so the punishment of our peace was upon him. The punishment of our peace, the word here is shalom. You can read it because shalom. Shalom is an all encompassing word. It doesn't just mean peace. I want you to do a, a 10 second um, activity for me. Everybody take your phone, please. Go on Google. If you have data, go on Google. Google shalom, the meaning of shalom. You see, we, most of us just know shalom as peace. But it means more than that. It's an all-encompassing word. It means soundness of mind. It means security. It means prosperity. Let can we have that, please? Now your phone. Please kindly go on Google. Google Shalom. Can someone help us? What meaning of this one? Please, yes, sir, please. What have you seen? Wholeness. So this word shalom. One of the meanings is what? Wholeness. Remember, he was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment of our peace, of our wholeness, was upon him. It means Jesus paid, and by his stripes. You see, when Jesus rose and he showed, when the guy was doubting Thomas, he said, Look at the marks. This, the marks were the tokens, were the receipts that he had paid. Because shalom is from the word shalem, which, which means to pay. It means to pay. So, wholeness. Can we take another three? Cedric. Prosperity. Prosperity. So, remember, we see, we just know it as shalom, peace. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> May my back, sorry. Next week, you share Jwada. Blah, 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 blah. And you cross over, Kesi. Or Kesi, we say shalom, peace. But you see, when you say shalom, it's a big word. It means one of the meanings is what wholeness. So aside peace, it also means wholeness. When you say wholeness, how do you understand it? 
It means everything is working perfectly, wholeness. And Cedric just gave us what? Prosperity. It also means prosperity. I'm making you Google it so that you can see it for yourself. When we say that Jesus has truly paid, he has paid for everything. You see, the cross is the answer to every human need and problem. When will you believe the finished work of Jesus? When? Yes, he has paid for your wholeness. You see, he said the punishment of our wholeness was upon him. The punishment of our prosperity was upon him. Which other word? Yes, Lady Oda. Welfare. The punishment of our welfare was upon him. Aha, uh -huh. next verse. And next word, Lady Aram. Harmony. The punishment of our harmony. Next one, please. Completeness. Completeness. Soundness. It means it means Jesus has secured your mental health. <laughs> I said, when will you believe the finished work of Jesus? You see, it was upon him. It was punished on Jesus. So when we just look at it, this is why I try to explain sometimes from the Greek and all that, so that we can understand that the English language is limited. Because you see, you are just reading peace, so you are like, oh, peace. But actually, all these meanings come together to form shalom, wholeness, prosperity. So why will a Christian say he wants to be poor and he when you are poor, it's a humble background. <laughs> so, so are you more humble than Jesus who has paid our, our, the punishment of our prosperity friend on him? He said, you have the seed of Abraham. Now go to Abraham, I will bless you. And I will make you a blessing. Can a poor guy go and bless you? But he said, you are Abraham's seed. Abraham, look at you, which of the seed is this? <laughs> See the vein. See, see the vein. It's not the other. <laughs> you see, shalom means wholeness, security, what completeness, prosperity, harmony, soundness, soundness, soundness. So, ah, oh, my mind is troubled. The punishment of your soundness of mind was upon Jesus. What other word? Let's take two more. Tranquility. What other word? Rest. Rest. So all these words and other ones come together to form shalom. And I said it's from the word shalem. Shalem means to pay. To pay. Jesus paid for it. He said he fell on him and by his stripes we are healed. He showed them in the mark. He said, he said, Thomas, come and check, put your hand there. Those were the tokens that he had paid for our wholeness, he had paid for our rest, he had paid for our soundness. So I'm asking, when will you believe the gospel? Or when will you believe the finished work of Jesus? Because believing this is what keeps you grounded. It's, that is, the, that is the, the shoes for your feet. It keeps you grounded. No matter what may come, you are grounded. Founded on the rock. Things are not going well. Things are going some way. You still have peace. How do I know this? John chapter 16 verse 33. Jesus said in this world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. John chapter 16. So the peace keeps you up. And the peace is what? The finished work of Jesus. You see, knowing the finished work of Jesus keeps you grounded. 
it keeps you, it, it gives you a firm footing. Firm footing. Like the, the story we read two weeks ago. He said the house was founded on the rock, it did not fall down. That, it gives you firm footing. Firm footing. Anyone that believes these words and that's them. Firm footing. Everything will try to throw you down, but you stand. The rains came, the winds beat on the house, everything came, everything. It was it was standing. The gospel of peace are the shoes for your feet. That's the finished work of Jesus. You see, be founded on it, be stand on it. Stand firm on the truths of what Jesus has done. Stand firm, it will keep you grounded. The Bible said in Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace, are, great peace are those who love your Lord, and nothing shall make them trouble. Nothing. Nothing. Great peace. Hey. Look at John 16, verse 33. We'll come to John 16, verse 33. He said, These things are spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the look at the next thing he mentions in the world you will have tribulation. It means in this world there will be trouble. So what the shoes does for your feet is to keep you grounded, even in the midst of trouble. It, it gives you a firm footing, even against all the trouble. Imagine one day you go to the hospital, they say you have cancer. You have to tell you go home and start weeping. Some people will go home, they say, ah, chemotherapy. They start weeping. We just found a trace of this thing in your blood. You start weeping. But you see, the word of God has said it. By his stripes we are healed. But it does not mean that it will just work. It does not mean that it will just work. The word of God works by faith. You see, you have to be grounded. You have to stand. You have to make up your mind to stand on the finished work of Jesus. Everything he has done, you're going to stand on it. They just called you from school. Your daughter has fallen from the eighth floor. We are rushing her to the hospital. Please. No matter what has happened, always at peace. Jesus demonstrated this. There was a storm. He was asleep. And he says, I have spoken this thing. You see, peace, eh? Things are going on. But you, you, you have your joy. You maintain your joy. It confuses the devil. It's like, ah, oh, I know that this guy, ah. Because he tries to topple you over with everything that tries to make you feel like, oh, then you start with, you break down. But in the midst of it, you are still firm. Jesus has done this. Jesus has got this. Jesus paid for my wellness. Jesus paid for my hope, my, my whole whatever. Jesus paid for my security. Jesus paid for this. Jesus paid for it. I'm going to stand on it. It gives you firm footing. He says, that's the shoes your feet need. Your feet don't need Italian shoes. <laughs> shoes from Italy. That's why it's for fashion. But when it comes to warfare, it says stand with the gospel of peace. It keeps your feet grounded. It keeps your feet rooted. You see, the idea is that there is an adversary who seeks to topple you over. So what this one does is to give you a firm foundation, a firm footing, remaining standing. Standing in his truths. And one of such truths is, it says, These things have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Look at this. In the world you will have tribulation. He has told that troubles will come. But what is the way out? He says, But be of good cheer. You know, when troubles have come, be happy. 
Thomas have come. Imagine the devil will Imagine, ah! I'm all It's a good year. And I'm just doing what Jesus asked you to do. He says, you will have tribulation. If Wakati will get back. But you see, the solution is a deal of good year. But you see, many believers, eh? I said, that's why they don't, they have the peace with God, but they don't have the peace of God. So why something they are willing? Yes, that's all they do. They can do that year. They can do that weekly, weekly. Annual weeping contest, you win. <laughs> weekly, we do, they win. They can cry, their eyes become like an answer. <laughs> They are they are professional winners. <laughs> but look at what the word also tells us to do. Look at what Jesus tells us. You see, he has already told us troubles will come in this world. But look at the way out of this. Be your good chair. Have you already seen that? Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials. Oh, everything is happening. You say joy. Count it all joy. He said this joy. They said, what happens is, what is happening is that you are grounded in the finished work of Jesus. You are grounded. No matter what the devil is doing around you, still grounded. Which is an open team. Because his aim is to get you to fall over. But the gospel keeps you standing firm, no matter what he's doing. So it's like he's trying to push you down. But I said, also, they are Christ to what he has done on the cross. You are standing on the benefits of what Jesus has paid for. Look at it. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer. It means be happy. Be happy because of what? He says, I have overcome the world. So troubles are coming to you. You are standing with Jesus as overcome. You overcame this mountain. You overcame. Tomorrow he throws this. Jesus overcame this. He chose another one, Jesus overcame it. Jesus overcame it. The guy goes like, ah. But there's another person, once they throw one thing, There are some Christians, and when God is here, he 
the only one saying that he has said troubles will come all the time. Like it's like I'm the only one saying that Waka that he has told me to come. So if it's come, don't don't be like, ah, what is this? Why me? Then we go, why something that come by me? Oh shit, 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 shit. <laughs> He has already said it that tribulations will not come. Then you see, he, he gave us the solution. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So when the troubles come, you are standing firm. Jesus has overcome. He overcame this one too. They say health issue, he has overcome it. What death issue, he has overcome it. What business issue, he has overcome it. And all those things are agendas of the devil to topple you over. He has overcome it. That's what made us read. The chastisement of all these things was upon Jesus. And he has paid for it. You will really leave the doctor's office and say, How will you go? Now the devil will begin to show you your funeral. <laughs> and now people are weeping. And now they are breastfeeding. They are breastfeeding in the coffin. You are seeing it. He can give you pictures. You are seeing yourself there. And you are seeing, oh, people are crying. You are saying, Oh, all your loved ones, they are around you. Or you will go back to the world. You stand on the world. You told me to be on good chair. Because you have overcome the world. So I'm going to be on good chair. In spite of what, I'm going to be happy. Let's have another translation for this. Yeah. You want to read the sheet? Okay. Can you give me a microphone? Please. Pass a microphone to the people. And that is the shoes your feet need. Not judge you are money. <laughs> you see, Georgie and Manny cannot stop this one. <laughs> can, can we all follow, please? Uh -huh. Or oh, you have a different version? Okay, read. What's that? Okay, please read. If you have that. You see, I will that's one I was Put it on your own fine system on that. That's what you need. Like in this world, eh, you wear the thing, you wear the foundational truths of the gospel. You wear the finished work of Jesus as shoe on your leg so that you can stand. Because the challenges come to make you fall. But what will keep you standing is the truth. Jesus has overcome. Jesus told me in his word, He has overcome. He has overcome it. So he keeps you standing. The devil is targeting my minute. I mean, I mean, targeting the business of better film. He's standing. And he's not just standing, he's happy. He's happily standing. <laughs> the devil targets the marriage. He's happily standing. The devil targets, he's happily standing. The devil goes like, ah. Then you do my Because once you, once you crumble, he has fulfilled his purpose. That's what he wants. So that is. So you see some Christians, they just give him and start with They buy a pack of tissues and they are just, oh, Let's face reality. I'm asking you, when do you want to tell me? When do you want to believe the finished work of Jesus? Because we just read that, you see, this shalom means all these things. It means the cross is the answer to every human need and every human problem. You do. And as well, it means you can literally put yourself, you can rely on it. 
rely on the truth, rely on the gospel. These things I've been teaching you, you can rely on it. And he says, it makes you stand. Remember, the whole armor is to stand, to withstand, and to stand. So it's to stand. You'll be standing. The guy wants to push you while you're standing. He tries to push you over with your finances. He tries to push you over with your health. Your mental health, mental health. Nowadays, a lot of young people don't have stable mental health. But we just read that. We just read that the soundness of our minds was upon Jesus. So on the cross, and Jesus was solving many issues. And you see, when he said it is finished, are you believing it or you are believing something else? How do you want him to say it again? The man said it is finished. He said no. No, it's not finished. You want to add it. You want to add it to it. Oh, he didn't really finish it. That was the last cry Jesus gave. Then the next one was at his test. When he gave him water to go, he gave up his spirit. It, it is finished. So you stand on me and we really know. It gives you a firm footing. Firm footing. That's the shoes of your feet, not preaching the gospel. But the gospel must be preached. I'm preaching to you. And yesterday we went for evangelism, but over here is an armor he's talking about, not an evangelical tool. He's talking about having a sempano armor that swallows. Say, first she shall lie, oh shit, it's empowered. Oh shit, a sempano armor that swallows. What you can put, you can literally rely on. You are wearing it as a shoe. Because always, I said, we are always in a warfare. Warfare, we are always in a warfare. The devil is always coming at you. Always coming up. And his desire, if he doesn't get your heart, you see the guy, if he doesn't get your heart, he wants to get your head. So on your head there's a helmet. If he doesn't get your heart. Now he comes in your leg to try to see whether which man get him now. But in all these things, Jesus said in, in, in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said, These things are spoken to you. In this way. In this world, you will have troubles. You will have troubles. Oh, so brother, sister, when you want to believe that troubles are, are some, it is normal. Jesus said it. Jesus said we will have troubles. So only you, you have troubles and the whole city is hearing it. <coughs> what trouble you are everywhere, crying all over the place. Oh, instead of doing what he has said to do in times of trouble, you are not doing it, you are doing something else. And what he said to you should be as way. <coughs> He said, when troubles come, it will be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. So always stand, always stand in what Jesus has overcome the world. Stand in that thing, stand in it. He has overcome everything. He has, he has, he has got food. Can we have like, put another question? Amplified question. Okay, that's what they are saying. Can we have that? I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Yeah. So you see, what, what the shoes also gives you, confidence to stand. Confidence, which is now beating. Look, in the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. So when all these things come, they are coming to get you to fall. But the gospel makes you stand. It's like a shoe on your leg to stand. It makes you rooted 
It makes you grounded, grounded. That's the word, grounded. It grounds you, it roots you. Look, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you, and you have conquered, and I conquered it for you. Amen. So you stand in the truth. So I am asking you again: When do you want to believe the finished work of Jesus? When? You tell me when. But eleven days, but you want to believe the finished work of Jesus. So stand in the finished work of Christ. That's the shoes you need for your feet. Stand in it. He has overcome the world. The chastisement of all these things fell on Jesus. If the devil comes with frustration, I have peace of mind. I have peace of mind. I will never be frustrated. I will never be frustrated. The devil comes around with sickness. Jesus, the Bible said, by his Christ, I'm healed. My healing has been purchased. Ah! You felt, you felt the same thing. You felt the same thing. Your stomach is away. You felt your heart. Then the devil whispers to you, that's the beginning of stroke. <laughs> he whispers, that's the beginning of stroke. Then the police are like, ah! Then you begin to think, ah, my father died of stroke. My uncle died of stroke. Hey! You start organizing your will. No, stand. 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 You see, the word of God doesn't work because it's nice. I stand on it. It's to make you stand. The shoes, you don't wear the shoes to advance. You wear the shoes to stand. To stand. Remember, I said there are spies and it keeps you grounded. Grounded. The gospel of peace does that for you. It keeps you standing firm. That's why what is happening. The other day I said there was, there was a storm. Jesus was asleep. He was asleep in the storm. Peace. The peace of God. Things are not going right. That's how he wants us to peace. Have peace. peace with God, we have it. But many of us are not enjoying the peace of God. One thing, small thing you are, ah, oh, you are anxious. Oh, oh, when? Oh, 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 when? Oh, when? You say, oh, please, okay, oh, please, oh, 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 please, oh, please, oh, please try, oh, please try. There are many believers like that. I said, many believers are crybabies. And it is not God who has made them cry baby so your laziness to be taught that's what has made you a cry baby your laziness what you like is so easy as a cover that's what you like so easy as a cover hey me need ready one that's what you but you see, these are the things that grow you. This is how you grow. This is how you grow. Your feet, your feet will ground you. The shoes you put on your feet, which is the gospel, it will keep you grounded. Grounded. The devil tries anything but standing. Remember, the house didn't fall, even though everything came on it. Still standing. Therefore, it was founded on the rock because it was founded. It was firmly footed. The other person in the in the sun, it, it, it fell and great was before. Grounded. I just have one one line verse. One six five. Well, since we are in since we are in John, let's read John 14. Since we are in John, let's read John 14, 27. 
Jesus said, my peace I give you. Remember, it's the peace that will keep you grounded. That's the shoes. That's the shoe. The word over there means to be put as an inheritance. He gave us his peace as an inheritance. I'm always at peace. Always at peace. No matter what will happen, my peace, my joy is intact. My joy is intact. Even when things are not going well, I refuse to be frustrated. I refuse to be frustrated. One day I used to say, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. One day the Holy Ghost told me, you don't have a forgetful spirit. I said, really? He said, yes. You don't have a forgetful spirit. I said, well, why? He said, didn't you read in the Word that Jesus said, I'm giving you a helper. He will remind you of all things. You see, any area we are struggling with, eh, we have not exposed that area to the light of God's Word. Any area of your life you are struggling with, it means you have not exposed that area with the light. Or to the light of God's word. Look at John 14, 27. It says, Peace I live with you. Remember, peace, the shoes, it, with the gospel of peace. That's what you need for a firm footing. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. So when he mentions peace, he mentions the troubles. Because when he comes, he want troubles want you to fall. But the peace makes you stand. Stand. So anytime he mentions peace, he mentions trouble. Look, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. So he gives a hint. Troubles, troubles, troubles. Just like John 16. In this world you will have troubles. Tribulation. Let not your heart be troubled. So you see, ah, when I put the gospel of peace, when I'm firmly standing on it, it means my heart won't be troubled. But there will be trouble around. But my heart won't be troubled. Trouble around me, but I'll be at peace. Hey. Things are not going well, why are you happy like this? Mm -hmm. hey, you are not weeping, you are not following people to curse everybody. Mm -hmm. You are not saying it's an ancestral curse. Because you have already read that troubles will come. You are not all over the place with tissues. Mm -hmm. You know, the tissues, you have stopped buying the small, you buy the big one. They do more. <laughs> so that I can cover everything. It would do it, you are advancing the devil's agenda. But that's what he was aiming for anyway. So if he was aiming for you to do this and you are doing it, you would just be laughing and be like, ah! Don't be ah, the devil! As you are crying, you would say, ah, he's sweet, he's sweet. You would be like, ah! He's sweet, he's sweet, he's sweet. He's sweet. He's sweet. These guys, they are wicked guys. You see these guys? These guys? What they have done?
the foundations of the gospel, firmly footed on the finished work of Jesus. Jesus has finished it. Ah, yeah, he went to the cross and said, It is finished. He, 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 he said the other day, he said, he said, Don't be afraid. He said, I will overcome the world. Ah, yeah, that, that statement alone it is too much of an assurance. I will overcome the world. Be of good cheer. We will be happy. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. He's talking with this that God assure you. What again? Stand on it. He has overcome the world. He has overcome. What would the world throw against me? Jesus has overcome. Yeah. And I stand on it. I stand on it. With that weapon, chastisement of all these things have been punished on Jesus. Our sins were not swept under the carpet. They were severely punished in Jesus. Peace I give to you, not as the world. This peace I live with you, and I said, this is this is like I'm bequeathing an inheritance to someone. I'm giving you my peace. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled. So it gives a sense that when your feet are shod with the gospel of peace, troubles will come around, but you won't be troubled. That's why I said it keeps you grounded. It keeps you firmly footed. Troubles will come back. Painting a machine. A machine. Troubles will come back in machine. A machine painting. Look, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. No, no fears. Only your bear, no fears. I said very soon you will see that every determines. If you have already not started here. But maybe you were fighting him with tears. That one I didn't know. I said, why did they call you from the school? He said, come now from your workplace, come now. He said, what has happened? He said, yes, come. And you are going and you are going. And you go to break the news. You say, actually, we are very sorry that your child just fell from this place. Or the, the doctor looks at your results and says, Madam. <laughs> Madam. Actually, there's a fibroid somewhere in your stomach. Or there's a disease you have. In this disease, it is incurable. That's what they have said. Are you listening to what they have said? Jesus has overcome the world. Are you listening to that? Or be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Grounded. 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 The symptoms will even show up. The symptoms, you may feel it. And I said, the devil said, that's the beginning. <laughs> that's the early stages. <laughs> hey, the guy, the guy, oh yeah, the guy, who did a grow very happy. One year smart one, seven one, the devil will talk to you over. When he talk to you over, a bad fall of a bad fall of you. Or the old two film reels one. It's like, he's like having an arm wrestling himself. He's trying to, push, trying to push you over. But what will keep you standing? The shoes of peace. The shoes of peace. The shoes. Look at the peace he gave us. He says, not as the world gives. Oh. Yeah, I don't look at the UN. Jesus didn't commit us to the UN. UN, oh, the issues of this world, UN can also be. It's so big than the UN headquarters. Because there, there is somebody which you cannot see who is operating. You can see his operations, but you can't see him. 
He's just at the back doing things. And Jesus gave us something. He said, my peace, my peace, my peace. What was his peace? I said in the storm he was asleep. They says Lazarus is dead. He didn't start crying. He didn't start going everywhere. He said, oh, 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 Lazarus, hey, oh, hey. Oh, oh, Lazarus, hey, oh, 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 many more. No money. Maybe I'm even struggling to feed. But there's an assurance. There's an assurance. Things are not going the way you want now, but there's an assurance. That's peace. And the devil is saying, do you think God will, God will do what he has said? Look at your life. Look at your balance. This your balance is can There is an assurance. There is an assurance. My prosperity has been laid on Jesus. There is an assurance. You see, that's the shoes you need for me. That's the shoes you need for me. That's the shoes. That's the shoes. The gospel is yours. Ushelo. As a partner who does support. Look. And I said, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 165. Let's look at that, please. So it means you are not lying, right? You are lying. Okay. That's right. Psalm 119, verse 165. We are having a challenge. The machine is serious. From 119 verse 165, the Bible says, Great peace have those who love the Lord and nothing. <laughs> Great peace, look at this. Great peace have those who love your Lord and nothing causes them to stumble. So peace goes with what? No, peace in church. Peace and what? So that is why he wants you grounded. So you will not what? Stand home. And it's the gospel that can keep you standing. It's the gospel of peace. Our peace. Can you grab this from this school? Our peace. Hey, you have not paid your school fees. Look at you. Our peace. Hey, so you know this thing happening to you. Hey, you want your hey. Because he wants to get you past hard, but you have peace. There is an assurance. Blessed assurance. I'm standing on this. Remember, I said, he said, the rains beat on the house. Hey! <laughs> no wind can move you because you are standing. Great peace have those who love your law. And nothing causes them to stumble. The whole idea is for them to stumble. Now, the shoes also. Remember, it's so long from the knee, right? Yes, to the top of the feet and then under, as the spice will make you stand. Now, one, one other reason why it's made of brass and just few parts has leather is because the soldiers at times, they walk through thorny areas. Thorns, thorns, they walk through thorns. If they just make you wear rubber shoes mm -hmm. and you go and walk through and they don't cover your knee and everywhere, right? You, your leg will be full of blood. The Roman soldiers, the thing covers their leg fully because they, they, some of the areas they walk through, they are filled with thorns. You can get it. So it protects your leg from that. And we know from the word that, from the parable of the sower, that the thorns represent the cares of this world, the worries of this world. The worries. So anytime he mentions peace, he says, don't be afraid because the worries of this world will come. The worries of this world will come. Remember Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower. One of the people Jesus said, one seed fell in a certain place. 
a ground field returns. Do you remember this? Parable of the source. And he explained it. Please tell me. Some people will say yes, but you don't understand. That's what I'm saying anyway. It's my duty to teach. So let, let me just do that. Because I'm looking at you say yes, sir. It's like being in school. We all sat at the back. Two times. Ah. Oh. Ah. Yes, sir. You understand? Yes, sir. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Take out your side book. <laughs> Behold, a sower went out to sow. Can we, can we all look at this? It's very important. I want you to put it down. A sower went out to sow. So this is the parable of the sower. Next verse. And it happened as he sowed. A sower went to sow. It happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. So wayside. And the best of the air came and devoured it. Uh -huh. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, much soil. And immediately sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Uh -huh. But when the sun was up and it was scorched, and because it had no root, it had no root, it withered away. Uh -huh. Next one. And some seed fell on, some seed fell among thorns. Thorns. And the thorns grew up and took it, and it yielded no crop. So he's giving a parable. And so I went to sow, and the seeds fell somewhere. He described the places. Now they asked Jesus, What was the meaning of the parable? Then the next one, I think, he fell on good ground. So let's go to the meaning, please. Can we jump to the meaning? Maybe verse 17, there about it begins to explain. Please, let's go, let's go. Uh -huh. So he begins to explain. The sower sows the word. He explains the parable. The parable, they are not real people. It's just a story. So the sower, you don't know him. You don't know his country. He's just a figurative person. Uh -huh. So he says, the sower sows the word. So the seed was the word. Uh -huh. Next verse. And these are the ones by the wayside. Remember, one fell by the wayside. He said, these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, remember, the bears came to take it. Do you remember? Yes. He says, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away that word. Hey! What the word by the wayside do? You see, the, the attack of the devil is the word. It's not that he wants you to be grounded in that gospel right with your feet. He says, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was so in their heart. Hey! Next verse. That's the wayside people. These likewise are the ones sown on what? Stony ground. So now he's coming to talk about stony ground. Who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Remember, I said he didn't have much soil. They were happy about the word. Next verse. And they have no root in themselves. No root. So it can't grow deep. And so endure only for a time. Endure only. It means hey, things will come back. Or to me, like they can just endure small, but why things the trouble so they start crying? And the word of God is for militants. Like we are, the word of God wants to make militants out of us. We can't wait. Not oh, I'm a lady. Did you did you see ladies there? <laughs> he didn't even say we are sons and daughters. He said we are sons of God. We are sons. You'll be doing a lady and say, oh, maybe I said, maybe me, 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 me,
down. Something will give something will give it to you again. Oh my money, a bad you will be a bad Can you see? He said, the ones on stony ground, they were happy about the one because it grew small, but it didn't have much debt. He says, they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time. It means that the things will come, but they can only endure small, small. Now, when the things become great, it's not This thing here, I cannot. It's too much. Now, I said, crying doesn't do anything. If you still want to cry, you can finish crying and continue. But crying doesn't do anything. Small thing, your tears are just here. Once you hear something, you know, you start to rise into your eyes. You say, that's how I am. You are going to expose, you are going to expose your emotions to God's word. Look at this. After look at this. After what point tribulation of persecution arises, the same people. <laughs> The one thing I like about God's word is that He doesn't tell us no persecution. He tells us, hey, we don't want Papa. Hey, boy. Oh, let them write anything you want to write about you on the internet. Family footage. Let them say anything. You want to go global, you don't want to be family footage in your way. Hey, one video you see about yourself on the internet will make you cry. You'll be shocked. Let God lead our church and see. Somebody will go and say, ah, this people are not from God. You see, Apostle John, but when he comes and he's speaking and he's using his left hand, he got some powers. <laughs> and they can say things there. Eh? That's why he firmly footed the baby standing. Because he has assured that persecution and tribulation. Look, after what? When persecution or when tribulation or persecution arises for the world's sake, not because of being footed. For the word's sake, immediately they stumble, you see. It's because the plan of the devil is always to make you stumble. That's why God has given us shoes to make us stand. And these shoes are to make you stand firmly on what Jesus has done. Stand firmly, wear it and stand. It will look, stony ground, they stumble quickly. Oh, next one. I want to look at the ones with comes. Aha! Now these are the ones among tongues. They are the ones who hear the word. Uh-huh. And the cares, the worries of this life. See, what will you eat? What will you wear? What will you drink? Eh? Yeah, many people are worried about these things. The cares of this world. Eh? Your rent. Your this. Eh? There is no food at home. They hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, let's just the worries of this world. Yes, and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in. Choke the word. Choke. So when you worry, you are choking the word of God and spirit. Mm-hmm. It is choking the word. It cannot make the word explode. It cannot make the word bear fruit. Look, it chokes the word and what? Can we all read together? Choke the word, uh huh, and it becomes unfruitful. So, worries does not to the word. It chokes the word and makes it unfruitful. And remember, I said the soldiers, the 
shoe is designed to cover the knee and all that with brass because at times they walk through thorny areas, right? If it is made of rubber, they will, they will have blood on their legs. So they put metals with small letters so they can walk. If they are thorns, they can go through them and not be hit, right? And I said, thorns in the scriptures, they represent the cares of this world. The cares. All along, as we are reading, you can see, it says, I've given you peace so that you will not be troubled. Right? Oh, he didn't read it. Okay, me, yeah, I've said it. God is my witness. <laughs> if you do not respond, God is my witness. I've said it. The cares, the worries, the worries, the worries. The worries. Look at the innocence of a bed. Yeah, the Bible says they, they never sow, they never do anything. But our Heavenly Father, not their Heavenly Father. He says, your Heavenly Father, our Heavenly feeds them. He says, who are that? Oh man, are you not more valuable than them? Oh, don't worry about what you eat. What he says, the Gentiles are worried about these things. They are unbelievers. He says, but as for us, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all other things will be added. Ooh. And we just read that peace, what? Our wholeness, all that. So he has secured it. He has secured it. He has secured it. As they go through thorns and all that, right? One thing the gospel of the shoes of peace will do for you is that when the cares of this world come, you still stand. The worries of life will come, you are still standing. What will you eat today? Ah, the devil now that hey, so there's no food in this house. I said there are some women, they just get up and say, hey, if you have the tree and you <laughs> this is how the worry will dissolve. The devil started from that place. If you have the tree and you there's an insurance animal. Then he was past the husband. Insurance animal, you see. Hey! Our lady, my wife. The worries of this life. When it comes in, it chokes the world. It chokes the world. So as they have the shoes on their, their leg, also to protect them from thorny areas, we also have the gospel of peace to protect us from the thorns. That is the worries of this life. The worries of this life. The worries of this life. What will you eat? What will you wear? Those are the worries of this life. What will we drink? And that's what is one thing. You see the traffic in town in the morning. It's not because people love traffic. It's because of no coffee only for Mumbai. It's because of the worries of this. Some people there are two. You see, when you worry, it means you trust what the enemy can do. When you worry, when you are, oh, okay. hey, this week, maybe I'm sitting here. In this week, I don't even know what I'm eating. Instead of standing, there is provision for you. I don't know how, but I'll be provided for this week. I don't know how. There is provision. I don't know how I'm going to go to work this week, but there is provision. I don't know how. I don't know how. But He's going to provide for me. The same God who did it last week will do it again. I don't know. I don't know how. You are firmly footed. Firmly footed. You see, instead of worrying, oh, how will this thing be? Oh, oh. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16, verse 20. And the God of peace will shortly crush Satan under your feet. Romans 16, 
I'm closing with that. Oh no, there's, there's a little time. Go on, 1620. I've got a suit to I've taken a lot of time to just talk about the shoes of peace. Hey. <laughs> if I had gone to preach also, I would have just mentioned bang, bang, bang. If they don't understand, they don't understand me, I'm doing it. How they feel? But this is our church, so I need to take my time. Look, and the God of peace will crash Satan under your feet. You see, peace goes to what? Feet, 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 feet. Peace, feet, peace, stumbling, peace, troubles, peace, troubles, peace, feet, feet, learning, feet, learning, peace, learning. <laughs> you see, and the God of peace will crash Satan under your feet. So you see, that's why you need the shoes of peace. Look, the God of peace will crash Satan under your feet shortly. The Greek word used there, it means to, to break a bone so that it's beyond repair. That is like you have blended the wound. You have crashed, you have smashed, they cannot put it back. That's what God will do. Now, why didn't he say the God of confidence? Because he has used confidence before. The God of consolation, the God of comfort. But he says the God of peace. Because one sign that the devil is under your feet is peace. 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 Despite what is happening, peace. Still standing, I have peace. The God of peace. The God of peace. I'm standing. He has Satan under my feet. I'm standing. No matter what is coming, I'm standing there, believing in what Jesus has done for me on the cross. Yeah. I'm standing. The devil comes to take your mental health. I'm going to have stability of mind. I'm standing. Jesus purchased the stability of my mind. Stability of my mind. The devil attacks your finances. My prosperity has been shaken. Ah, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. I will not. I lack nothing. 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 The devil is showing pictures of lack. I will not lack. I will not lack. I will not lack. The God of peace will crash under your feet. You see, that's why your feet must be firmly footed. And the next one is what? Let's let's try to do that in close. We have some. 10, 15 minutes, so let's try to So we have done so far the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Did you enjoy today's service? Yes. The next, the, 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 the next one is what? The shield of faith. I think we can do that with you. So he says, ah, uh -huh, next one. Above all, above all, what? Above all. Now, people mostly teach this. Because it begins with above all to think that faith is bigger than everything. Well, it's not true. That's not the idea being communicated. So that if it, it becomes like, it's not a matter of importance, but it's position. It's not, it's not um, above all means covering all. Why is this so? Because, you see, in those days, and remember, the allegory is the Roman soldiers. So we talk about them tomorrow, we talk about us. In those days, the Roman soldiers said, after everything. Now, you remember the first three? The first three we have looked at, the belt of truth. Those ones, he says, have him, have him. You have it. Now we are in a zone where we are going to take it. Taking the shield of faith. This one, you take it. The first ones, you have it. You have it. This one, you take it. Okay, now he says, take the shield of faith. Those times the Roman soldiers said, the shield is so big that it can cover your body. 
So even though you are wearing the, the breastplate, everything, the helmet and all that, it's so big. In fact, the, the big one is a door. It's like a door. It's like the side of a door. So they hold it like this. When you hold it, it covers everything. Remember Goliath's shield. Somebody covered, somebody hold it. It was too wide. And the person was holding it. So now, do you know the Bible didn't mention what happened to the guy who was holding Goliath's shield? Because the Bible said David killed Goliath. And the, the soldiers ran away. So what happened to the guy? The guy who was holding his things for him. I'm sure when he saw the stone hit Goliath by, he just said, Kai! He just said, Kai! He just said, Kai! Goliath, come on, my soul! Come on, Kaya! He just asked him, he said, Bye! He said, Come on, Kaya! He just ran down in two way. He just he just left his shirt and came! Thank you. 
the shield of faith makes you do what? Now the word here, with which you will be able to quench, with which you will be able is two numbers. This word, with which you will be able. So when you take faith, you are in the explosive power of God. Faith is what makes you access the power of God. Faith helps you. Faith, listen, in this room now, do you know that if all the lights are turned off here, there is still power resident here. What you need to do is to turn the switch. So many Christians have power, but they are still praying for more power instead of actually turning on the switches of power, which is by faith. Faith makes you access the power of God. Faith is the switch of God's power. By faith, God's power is turned on. And so I said that you may read in the word, you may read in the word, by his stripes we are healed. It will be there, but until you believe it, it will not work in you. The word of God becomes effective when you believe it. The word, when you believe the word, it becomes creative. Look at First Thessalonians. There's a scripture. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. First Thessalonians, God's letter to the people in Thessalonica. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Let's look at it. Because when you receive the word of God which you heard from us, you welcome it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. So it's your believing that makes the word of God effective. The word is energy. Energy. The word of God is the energy of God. But it comes only into play when you believe it. That's why I say the word of God you take seriously is what you seriously work. The word of God which works effectively, effectively. Ooh. The word of God becomes effective when you believe it. So if you don't believe the word, it will be in the word that your healing has been purchased, but you will not know, you will still be doing chemotherapy. You will be suffering, you will be, you will say, oh, me suffer, I will be suffering, but your, your prosperity has been sorted. Your well-being has been sorted. So it is believing the word that makes the word become effective, that makes the word work effectively. I said the word is energy. The energy, the word faith, you see, the word of God is the energy of God, and it comes to play by faith, by believing it. Believing the word. Believing the word. I think there's another scripture I want to give. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. Blessed be the God, or blessed be God who has begotten us again to a living hope, to an inheritance incorruptible, reserved in heaven for you. Who are kept? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Oh, next verse. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Next verse. Who are kept, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith. So faith turns on God's power. Faith turns on God's power. Faith is the switch. You see the switches here? 
how you can just turn it on and the light will come. When you when you assess faith, you have assessed God's power. When you, when, you, when you make up your mind to walk in faith, you are walking in God's power. Because it says, taking the shield of faith, which you may be able, that's dunamis. Faith releases the explosive power of God. The word of God, when you read it, you don't just go home. You believe it. That's how it works. When you read the word, you have to believe it for it to work. Believe the word. We just read that it effectively works in you who believe. The word of God becomes effective when you believe it. There are many things written about us in the scripture, but it will not happen to us because we have not believed it. So back to Romans and Ephesians. Taking the shield of faith. Above all, we are looking at it again. Please, we are closing, so it's very important that you look at it and close it. I know you are tired, so I'm closing. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able, by his death, you must put the armor so that you can use it. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench. You will be able to what? Quench. When they say quench, it means there is water. There is water somewhere. Quench, 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 quench. To quench something means there is water. Water must come. I'm going to all the fiery dust. So this, this thing, eh, in those days, when the Roman soldiers are going for war, there's a little arrow they have, or a javelin, or a dart, and it has a combustible fluid at the back of it, right? When they throw it, the whole idea is not just to injure you, but to also cause fire. So when it hits you, bam, the, the fluid at the back lights up. That's why it's fearing that. Fear. So a dart with something that can bend. And but he has given us something that can quench it. So those days, remember, the, the Roman soldiers have said their shield is made of animal hide. Or leather hide. Uh, leather. Hide. Hide. Different layers. Different layers. They can have about six or seven, right? And they put it together to become solid. And what they do is that before they go for battle, before the Roman soldiers go for war, they dip their shield in water. They put their shield in water. Ah, because they know that the enemy can throw fairy darts. He can throw a dart that can bend. It can it will penetrate and also cause fire. So they also dip their shield in water, inundate it in water, so that in case something like that is thrown, it will quench it. Now, that is the picture Apostle Paul saw in Rome is that with the shield of faith, we can quench. So your faith is a shield. Now, where does the water come from? The word. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. He said that he might cleanse them by the washing of water by the word. By the word. So, your faith is a shield, but that it does not end there. You need water for your shield. You need water. You need water for your shield. Ephesians 5 26. Who has followed me up to this point? So, see, the devil's, the devil's plan, eh? the fiery dust of the wicked one, is not just to injure you with the arrow, but there's something combustible that can burn, something that can burn also. So, he doesn't just want to hurt you, he wants to burn you. But he says we have a shield of faith, we can quench it. Quench it. So, it blocks it and also pulls the fire out. The devil is that guy that you may think what he wants to do when he starts, it looks like something little until you see it will set your passions aflame. 
to set one small thing, the marriage is now breaking. When you go and listen, it started with a trivial matter. Now it's like there's fire in the house. Yes, the fiery dust of the devil. And you stop it by having enough water in your ship so that you can quench it. Your faith is your shield. But you must put your shield in water like the Roman soldiers do for battle. And you get the water from the well. Look, that you are sanctified and cleansed with the washing of water by the word. The more you activate, the more you put the word of God into your heart, the more you are dipping your shield. Because faith comes by hearing the word. Faith comes because of the word. When the word of God is taught, faith increases. So you, you get more of God's word. That is getting water into your shield. Putting water into your shield. Putting water, watering your shield, watering your shield. I'm closing, so I'm washing it. You put water in your shield. And the water is the word. Who, are, who is here? One day you just woke up and you woke up depressed. I think I'm You woke up and an arrow has been shot. You remember Psalm 91? Someone verse 5. He said, The arrows that fly by the day. Hey, there are things happening with your eyes that not you. That's why you need to be grounded in the Always battle ready. Always. We are always in the warfare. Psalm 91. Let's look at it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Feel your heart break. Seriously. Talking plenty here. Oh, someone's going to listen. Psalm 91. Ah, uh -huh. you will not say, okay, verse 2. Our time is after verse 2. I will see all the Lord, verse 3. Oh, we know it, we know it, verse 3. Oh, we know it, verse 4. Ah, verse 4, yes. Aha, uh -huh. verse 5. Verse 5 is what I'm looking for. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Terror at night. Life is not what you are just seeing. That's why he wants us standing every day. In case he shows up in your vicinity, he says, Not here. No. Terror by night. Have you known somebody who slept with him with that? He never does a song with him. Yellow, we love me. They killed him in his sleep. Yellow, we love me. Gata, we love me. Yellow, we love me. Yellow, we love me. Yellow, we love me. so funny. My Lord. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Please look here, I'm closing. So get this and I close. I think my back is open. No, of the arrow. Look at this. No, of the arrow that flies by what? So during the day, there are arrows that are what? Flying. You cannot see them, but the devil is working. And we just read in Ephesians that we should take the shield of faith, and that will help us quench all the fiery darts. Have you gone to a games field and you were throwing that on a board? Or maybe you have it in your room. You go and stand there and just throw it. You have that in your room. He said the devil also throws that. And he has it, he has it can burn. That's why it's called fairy or fiery. It can burn. It can burn. He doesn't just want to hurt you. He wants to burn you. So he says our faith can what? Our shield of faith can quench it. And I said the Roman soldiers, when they were going to war, they put their shield in water for days to soak it because they know the enemy can also throw fiery darts. So that when they throw it, there's enough water to quench it. Now, we as believers, our faith is the shield he's talking about. 
How do we get water into our shield? By soaking up the word, soaking up the word, soaking because faith will come with the word. Faith will come by hearing God's word. Soaking more and more God's word into your heart. That's how every morning you are soaking your shield. Every morning you are soaking your shield with water. Every morning soaking your shield, soaking your shield. Because I've just seen there are arrows that fly. There are days you just woke up and or you are walking somewhere. Just like, I don't think this morning is working. Hey, the devil is that guy who will stand on your shoulder like a parrot. And you will not say, don't you think. You just say, you begin to talk with the, with the personal pronoun. I'm a failure. And you hear, say, oh, I'm a failure. But he's talking to you. I'm a failure. So yeah, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm a failure. And you may think you are the one thinking. You may think oh, you are the one thinking it, but arrows are being shot. You just woke up, you feel like you are going to die. Or you one day you just woke up from your bed and there is a sense of hopelessness. Who has got you like hopeless? Nothing will come out of you like you are just wasting your time. A fiery dart. You have seen it in the world so that you can know when it comes. You see, you don't stop thoughts with thoughts. You stop thoughts with the word. You stop thoughts with the word. You don't say it will go, it will go. It will not go. Get water into your shield. He said, with which you quench all the fiery dust of the devil. Get water. Take out your shield and block it. I resist this thought in the name of Jesus. I resist it. You just woke up suddenly, you feel like this business will fail. And you just say, oh, it will go, it will go. It will not go. Take your shield of faith. He said, with that you will quench. With that you will quench all the fiery dust of the devil. It will help you quench it. You will put it up. It means the devil literally wants to send fire someone. You quench it. You, you douse it. You say, no, 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 no. I said, mostly it starts like a harmless thought. By the time you see, your, your passions have been lit up late. Right? Why is it? It's late. <laughs> because he has fire. Please go back, go back, Ephesians, go back, Ambrosia.